Hazel, Lady Lavery. The most beautiful girl in the Midwest is how the Irish historian Dr. Sinead McCool, B.1968, describes Lady Lavery, an American woman who became the face of Ireland in the 20th century. Married to a painter, Lady Lavery sat for over 400 paintings, including one reproduced on banknotes for more than 50 years. How did an American woman become the most recognizable face in Ireland? Lady Lavery was born Hazel Martin in Chicago on 14th of March 1880. Her father, Edward Jenner Martin, was a descendant of a Galway tribe that dominated the Irish county between the 13th and 16th century. Hazel and her sister Dorothea Hope, 1887-1911, grew up in relative comfort due to their father's success as a businessman. Sadly, Edward passed away when his eldest daughter was only 17 years old, but his wealth allowed Hazel to attend finishing school in the city. She earned a reputation in Chicago high society circles for her beauty, which attracted many suitors, including Edward Ned Livingston Trudeau Jr., the son of the doctor who made progress with tuberculosis treatment. Hazel and her sister enjoyed the arts and, whilst Dorothy aspired to be a playwright, Hazel set her sights on becoming a painter. She regularly visited Europe in pursuit of her dreams, while her fiancé Trudeau waited for her return. On one trip, Hazel attended an artist's retreat in Brittany, France. Here, she met the Irish painter John Lavery, 1856-1941, famed for his portraits and landscapes. Writing home to her mother, Hazel described Lavery with great fondness. Her mother disapproved of the relationship because of their 24-year age difference and urged Hazel to return home to her fiancé. In 1903, Hazel and Trudeau married in New York. Sadly, five months later, Trudeau tragically died, leaving behind his widow and unborn child. On 10 October 1904, Hazel gave birth to Alice, but it was not an easy pregnancy, and she took several months to recover. In June 1905, Hazel and her mother traveled to the Malvern Hills in Worcestershire, England, to aid her recovery. While there, she received several visits from Lavery, with whom she had regularly corresponded since her husband's death. On one visit, Lavery painted his first portrait of Hazel and made his affections clear. Hazel's mother continued to oppose the match and rarely let the couple spend time alone. On a trip to Italy in 1906, Hazel accepted a marriage proposal from Leonard Thomas, a wealthy diplomat but the relationship did not last. Meanwhile, Hazel remained in contact with Lavery and, after her mother passed away in 1909, they married and moved to London. For a brief time, Hazel divided her time between England and America. After her sister died in 1911 from anorexia nervosa, Hazel cut ties with her birth country. John Lavery Whilst born in Belfast, John Lavery grew up in Scotland where he associated with the Glasgow School of Art. Lavery launched his career as a society painter after receiving the commission to paint Queen Victoria's, 1819-1901, visit to the Glasgow International Exhibition. After moving to London in 1889, Lavery befriended artists such as James Abbott Whistler, 1834-1903, who greatly influenced his work. In London, Lavery married Kathleen McDermott with whom he had a daughter, Eileen, 1890-1930. Sadly, Kathleen passed away from tuberculosis shortly after the birth of her daughter. By the time Lavery met and married Hazel Martin, he was a well-established artist in the capital city. Mrs. Lavery Sketching, 1910 During their early years of marriage, Hazel acted as a London society hostess, 
welcoming prestigious guests to dinners and soirees or her husband's studio for a portrait sitting. Whilst Hazel sat for the majority of Lavery's portraits he also took on commissions. Flirtatious in nature, Hazel enjoyed being the center of attention, particularly around male guests. Lavery tolerated this vice, but others gossiped about rumored affairs. There is no evidence that Hazel did conduct an affair, although she did correspond with many men. Amongst those to whom she regularly wrote are the authors E. Layer Bellick, 1870-1953, George Bernard Shaw, 1856-1950, Lytton Strachey, 1880-1932, and W.B. Yeats, 1865-1939. She also knew many politicians due to her husband's position as an official artist for the British government during the First World War. Future Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, 1874-1965, famously asked Hazel to teach him to paint during his portrait sittings. The Artist's Studio, Lady Lavery with her daughter Alice and stepdaughter Eileen. In 1918, John Lavery received a knighthood, making him and his wife Sir and Lady Lavery. The same year, Hazel and John took an active interest in their Irish roots, particularly after the Sinn Féin election victory. Churchill mentioned in his letters to Hazel about his concerns over the growing tensions between Britain and Ireland. The Laveries had many social and political contacts in both countries and wished to help bring peace between the nations. The Laveries lent their house at 5 Cromwell Place in South Kensington as a neutral location for negotiations for the Anglo-Irish Treaty. The Prime Minister David Lloyd George, 1863-1945, led the British side with Churchill as colonial secretary. Michael Collins, 1890-1922, an Irish politician, headed the Irish delegation. Both Churchill and Collins were regular visitors to the Lavery's house and were grateful to Lady Lavery for her hospitality. Collins grew fond of Hazel and rumors flew about a potential affair. Some biographers claim Hazel loved Collins, whereas others say there is no proof of a romantic relationship. Nonetheless, members of the delegation questioned their closeness, fearing Hazel to be a spy. She appeased them by calling herself a simple Irish girl and converting to Catholicism. Due to their connections with both British and Irish politicians, the Lavery's home became a safe place for discussions away from the hostile environment of the courts. Hazel's presence often diffused bitterness, allowing peaceful talks to take place. Many letters written by Hazel reveal her organization skills and a gift of persuasion, which helped the negotiations run smoothly. Although Hazel came from America and lived in England, her Irish roots bridged the gap between the warring nations. Michael Collins, Love of Ireland by John Lavery The Anglo-Irish Treaty was signed on 6 December 1921, thus ending the three-year Irish War of Independence. Ireland gained its freedom, although arguments regarding the status of Northern Ireland continued. Civil war broke out in Ireland and, despite attempts to talk peacefully, Michael Collins was assassinated on 22 August 1922. Rumors of an affair between Collins and Lady Lavery flew once more when a letter addressed to dearest Hazel was found on his body. Yet, the gossipers were silenced at his funeral when Collins' fiancée Kitty Kiernan embraced Hazel as though a close friend. As the Irish biographer Anita Leslie, 1914-85 put it, Hazel and Collins were soulmates rather than bedmates. Until 1922, Ireland used the British pound, after gaining independence, they wished to create a new currency. Many discussions took place within the Irish government until September 1927, when they publicly introduced their idea of a Sarstat pound. 
Sarestad is the Irish word for free state, the government planned to issue new coins and banknotes but needed to think carefully about their design. Joseph Brennan, 1887-1976, the chairman of the Currency Commission, set up an advisory committee to discuss design proposals. Lavery's Portrait of Hazel for the Irish Banknotes The committee approached several artists and printers before commissioning John Lavery to paint an emblematic female figure to appear on the new notes. They chose Lavery due to his ongoing support during the war and peace talks as well as his artistic ability. Whereas British notes featured the reigning monarch, the Irish government wanted an archetypical Irish Caelan or Colleen, symbolic of Irish womanhood. Caelan is the Irish word for girl, as the committee expected, Lavery asked his wife to sit for the portrait. Greater than I really feel that you are too kind and generous when you suggest that my humble head should figure on the note, and you know I said from the first that I thought it wildly improbable, unlikely, impractical, unpopular, impossible that any committee would fall in with such a suggestion. Indeed apart from anything else I think a classic head, some queen of Ireland, knave perhaps, would be best, someone robust and noble and fitted for coinage reproduction. Greater than Greater than Lady Lavery in a letter to Thomas Botkin on the advisory committee. Having her portrait painted by her husband was not a new thing for Hazel, but knowing she would soon be on every banknote in Ireland was a little unnerving. Nonetheless, Lavery produced a faithful likeness of his wife with her arm resting upon an Irish harp. In the background, he included an Irish landscape. The Shawl Hazel War was also typical of the country. The government paid Lavery 250 guineas for the painting, and the first notes featuring Hazel's face arrived in September 1928. The public automatically assumed the portrait on the new notes was Hazel Lavery. Not only had John Lavery painted it, but the likeness was evident. The government attempted to protect Hazel's identity by openly denying that she was the sitter. They worried people would not accept the notes because of Hazel's reputation as a flirt and the rumors surrounding her relationship with the late Michael Collins. Fortunately, the public readily accepted the new notes, and the identity of the sitter remained anonymous. Following the success of the new banknotes, John Lavery received the freedom of Dublin. Despite this, the Laveries decided to remain living in London, although they frequently visited Ireland. Initially, Hazel remained involved with Irish politics, but changes within the political parties distanced her from those in charge. Lavery continued to paint portraits of his wife and produced other artworks for exhibitions. During this time, Hazel's health, which had never been good, began to deteriorate. After a routine operation to remove a wisdom tooth, Hazel passed away on 1 January 1935, aged 54. Her funeral took place at the Church of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in the Knightsbridge area of London, followed by a simple burial in Putney Vale Cemetery. In Ireland, her death received more attention, and the government arranged a memorial service. Lady Lavery by John Lavery Although many portraits survive of Lady Hazel Lavery, the paintings she produced during her lifetime are missing. As Churchill's cousin Sir Shane Leslie, 1885-1971, said, had it not been for Hazel's portrait as the Colleen of Irish banknotes, her features and even her name would now be forgotten in a land which has never accounted gratitude amongst its theological virtues. Without the banknotes, which Ireland used until the introduction of the euro in 2002, Hazel's involvement with the Anglo-Irish Treaty would remain unknown. In many cases, women are written out of history, not out of malicious intent, but because society did not consider them important at the time. 
It is with thanks to historians who wondered about the identity of the Irish Calen on Ireland's old banknotes that we know anything at all about Lady Lavery. As a result, we have an intriguing story about an American woman who became the face of Ireland. It is a great shame Hazel's paintings are lost, and that we know little else about her personal life. Hazel's story contains many unanswered questions but also opens our eyes to the possibilities of many more hidden histories. Dash. If you would like to support my blog, become a Patreon from pound5 slash m or buy me a coffee for three pounds. Thank you.